Have you ever played the old game, Simpsons Hit and Run? It was a console game from back in the early 2000s, and it follows the Simpson family and their friend Apu, who witness many strange incidents that occur in Springfield. Security cameras, mysterious vans, crop circles, and a new and improved flavor of popular soft drink, Buzz Cola, that causes insanity. Upon release, it received positive reviews from video game critics, while negative criticism mostly surrounded around aspects of gameplay, such as bugs and glitches. However, there was one glitch, or I'm not even sure if it was really a glitch at all, that most people are unaware of. The Flanders Insanity Glitch. I recently got into collecting retro video games from garage sales and thrift stores and stuff. This was perfect for me because I had a bunch of old consoles already from when I was a kid, and it gave me a chance to check out games from the past that I had missed for cheap. That was how I ended up finding an unreleased tester version of The Simpsons Hit and Run for GameCube. This was a game that I had somehow missed throughout the years but had always wanted to play. I don't really remember how we found out about it, but a couple weeks back, my girlfriend Stacy and I ended up at this estate sale near my neighborhood. It was for some rich old guy who had recently passed away. We were told by his daughter who was hosting it that she had very little info on most of the items because she hadn't been in contact with her father in years. His house was pretty huge and once we got inside we were overwhelmed by the amount of stuff he had. A lot of it was pretty standard rich guy stuff like golf clubs, wine, cigars, that kind of thing. And I guess he was a hunter too because he had a lot of guns. There were even a few taxidermied animal heads up on the walls. We eventually came across his office and found a bunch of plaques in there with industry awards for best video game and things like that. I guess the guy must have somehow been involved in producing them. Oddly though, there weren't any games anywhere in the house. After a little while, the host asked if we wanted to check out the attic. I thought it was a good idea because maybe other people had missed something valuable up there. Once we walked up the rickety old steps, I noticed there wasn't much of interest inside. However, one thing caught my eye immediately. It was this locked steel box hidden by the shadows in the back corner of the room. When I mentioned it, the host said she must have missed it when she went through the house before we got there. She quickly went back downstairs and grabbed a key ring and came back up to the attic to open it. After a few tries with the key ring, finally one of them worked. Dust slowly emanated into the air as the box creaked open. Inside was a large red silk cloth with strange golden inscriptions written on it. It looked like they were possibly Sanskrit or something, I don't know. Which was strange, but what was folded up inside it was definitely far stranger. It was a GameCube game. It looked like some kind of test version for how the real game would look. The cover art was clearly a rough draft, and the word tester was written across the cover. I couldn't help but smile from ear to ear once the host opened it, and I saw the title Simpsons Hit and Run, version 1. As a collector, seeing this immediately piqued my interest about as high as it could go. Only I wanted to play it cool, since I could tell the host was trying to come up with a price for it. Interested? She said apathetically. Actually, yeah. I said, trying not to seem overly excited. How about 60 bucks? 
She said as she handed over the case. I don't think I could get my wallet out fast enough. Ecstatic, Stacy and I walked out to the car and started speeding home as if the lady was going to chase us down to tell us she didn't want to sell it anymore. Stacy had just gotten a brand new souped up Honda Civic and was also testing out the speed on it. I guess I hadn't realized before she was a bit of a crazy driver. Anyway, she dropped me off at my house and I went inside to pop in the game. I immediately fell in love. The whole open world setup it had matched perfectly with a place like Springfield. I remember spending about an hour just exploring every nook and cranny of the place before I even tried to start doing missions. The funniest part of this game by far is that you can go around and kick anybody over and they just weirdly run on their side trying to get up. It's too funny. That probably took up 90% of my time on its own. Eventually I ended up doing a Flanders mission. The one where you have to go find some of his stolen items. Of course before I started it, I kicked and butt slammed on him like a hundred times because, you know, it's Flanders, what else am I supposed to do? It was strange though, the first few times I tried to talk to him after doing it, it sounded like the character was breathing heavily or something. Which kind of made sense, but I didn't expect the game developers to add that in. After that I stole a car and went to do the mission, and fairly easily gathered up all of his lost items. Once I headed to his house to bring them back to him, he wasn't in the yard anymore. That kind of annoyed me because you can't finish the mission until you give him his stuff back, and I didn't have any idea where I could find him. So I walked around his house a bit to see if he was behind something, or if maybe I could see him through a window, which is when things really started getting strange. Around the side of his house I saw a window, with Flanders' son Rodney's face sticking out of it. He wasn't moving and appeared to be glitching. His mouth and eyes were wide open like he was frozen in terror. Intrigued, I walked up and tried to talk to him, but all he kept saying was, Flanders is mad. Flanders is mad. I knew it was clearly a glitch at that point. Probably something they had fixed in future iterations of the game. So I gave up on completing that mission and decided to venture back out into town again to see if I could find anything else to do. Only something had changed. All of the in-game characters seemed terrified. I passed by Nelson, and instead of pointing and laughing, he was pointing and screaming at something. I looked to see what he was pointing at, and it seemed like it was the power plant. I got back in the car and drove towards the plant. As I approached, I saw something in the distance standing on top of it. As I got closer, I could tell it was Flanders looking down over Springfield. At that point, I immediately drove into the power plant to try and see what was going on. But the plant is much larger on the inside than it appears, and it was pretty difficult to find out where he was. Then finally, after a few minutes, I saw him standing at a control panel. He turned to me and it started a cutscene, but he wasn't saying anything. He was just staring at me wide-eyed, his face red with anger. Then he pushed this red button on the panel and a flash filled the screen. Once it went away, I saw that everything was charred black. Both Homer and Flanders were just these two black piles of carbon laying among the rubble of the building. Only I could still move the point of view and hover through the town. I began to realize that almost all of Springfield had become completely pulverized. In the distance, I could hear screaming and crying. And as I passed over the town, 
I saw Lisa dragging Bart past the statue of Jebediah Springfield, his skateboard fused to the side of his body. I then saw Maggie standing in the back of the family car, looking out at the skeleton of Marge, with a tall tuft of burnt black hair connected to her skull. At this point, I got pretty freaked out and turned off the game. I now definitely knew why they had removed that storyline from the final version. That stuff was really disturbing, even for The Simpsons. I had to call Stacy immediately to tell her what I'd seen, only she wasn't answering her phone when I tried. Just wanting to get out of the house and drive, I went to my car and started heading to Stacy's. On the way, though, I ran into some traffic. As I passed, I saw there was a car crashed into the median up ahead, and as I slowly approached, I noticed it was the remains of a blue Honda Civic. Stacy's blue Honda Civic. I could tell by her Pokemon license plate. I pulled the car off the side of the road and ran over to the wreck, just in time to see the paramedics pulling a charred body out of the car. I screamed and fainted right there in the road, unable to handle the horror I had just witnessed. I haven't been the same ever since that day, and I've been seeing a therapist, but there's only so much that can do. I still wonder though to this day, was the game somehow connected with her death? The nuclear explosion and the car wreck, how could it have just been a coincidence? I guess I'll probably never know. I've told everyone I could about the game and the car wreck, and they've all just said it was a coincidence. I'm not convinced though. So I decided to lock up the game for safekeeping in a metal safe up in the attic. And I can assure you, I'm never taking it out again. Hey, it's Mr. Freaky. Hope you enjoyed that original creepypasta. Please leave a like on this video and subscribe if you haven't done so. Also, go check out my creepy adventure channel, the Mr. Freaky Vlog. The link is in the description. I bet you guys will love some of the places we go. Have a horrific evening, everyone, and remember to stay spooky, my friends.